We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn! And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Alright guys, how's it going? Welcome in to another episode of Mavs Step Back Live. Uh, it's been a while since we've done this. It's been about two weeks. Uh, I took a little bit of a break uh, from doing podcast stuff. Uh, you know, it's been, it's probably been, you know, over a year since I've I've done that. And it was just time to take a little bit of a a little bit of a rest uh, to recuperate and, you know, get charged back up for the, the playoff run that we're about to experience with the, with the Dallas Mavericks. But uh, there has been a lot that has gone on in the last two weeks uh, since I last came on here. Uh, let's see, it was March 9th was the last time, and it was before before the Mavs ended up losing uh, that blowout loss to the New York Knicks, but then they followed that up by three straight wins. They had the uh, the huge win in Boston, uh, and then followed that by Spencer Dinwiddie hitting that huge buzzer-beating three-pointer uh, to down the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie has been absolutely incredible for this team. He's everything that the Mavs have needed in a secondary ball handler and distributor off the bench, especially since Jalen Brunson got – uh, put into the starting lineup like he has just been he, he's made it a night and day difference for the Mavs and it, it's incredible you know as, as good as KP was when he was healthy uh, he just you know he couldn't stay healthy and he couldn't create his own shot and create for others like Spencer Dinwiddie can and Spencer Dinwiddie is also one of the best players in the league at drawing fouls he, you know, he, he just has a knack for, and it's not like he's flopping or anything either. He just has a knack for getting other opposing players in position to foul him. <laughs> and that really helps, you know, when, when shots aren't falling and you, you know, you need to get to the rim, you need to get something easy and he's able to get to the free throw line and get some easy points. It, it just, it makes a huge difference. It's one of the reasons why the Mavs are one of the best teams in clutch situations this year. Uh, and they're currently on a two-game win streak. They beat Minnesota on Monday, 110-108, to and then they beat the Houston Rockets on Wednesday, 110-91, to without Luka. And Jalen Brunson led the way with 28 points, and Dinwiddie pitched in 26 of his own. 
Uh, things are looking good for the Mavs right now. They're 45 and 28. Uh, they're currently tied with the Jazz for uh, the fourth seed in the West. And since the Jazz own the tiebreaker right now, you know, they're, they're still technically in that fourth spot. But uh, the Mavs take on the Minnesota Timberwolves for a second time this week tonight. That's a big game. Uh, the Timberwolves are already, I believe, four games back of the Mavs in the loss column uh, right now. So a win tonight would – I don't think it would, like, completely secure it because the Mavs' magic number, so to speak, is six. Uh, but they could cut that number down to four tonight if they beat the Timberwolves because they'll add a win and then they'll put another loss on the Timberwolves. So, you know – with nine games left, and it'll be eight after tonight, if they can find a way to beat the Timberwolves, then, you know, they're pretty much uh, – it's pretty much a given that they're going to avoid the play-in tournament. So, uh, And then, you know, the, the Jazz, they play the Charlotte Hornets tonight who are fighting for a play-in spot in the East. And, you know, we just saw recently uh, how much firepower they have, number one offense in the league. Uh, as the Mavs got blown out in Charlotte on the second night of a back-to-back recently. So, you know, if all things go well, again, like they did Wednesday for the Mavs, you know, if if Charlotte can pull off the win against Utah and the Mavs can, you know, beat the Timberwolves for the second time this week, they'll have sole possession of the fourth seed uh, going into Sunday's matchup with Utah at American Airlines Center. So things are looking good. The vibes are immaculate. You know, it was – yeah, people were kind of down when uh, the Mavs had that two-game skid to end that five-game road trip. But, I mean, y'all, it was a tough trip. Uh, you know, Jason Kidd even said before they started that road trip that they hoped to just, you know, their goal was to go 500 because it was going to be a hard trip. And they started out 3-0. and You know, you had the heroics from, from Dinwiddie and back-to-back games. And then, you know, you played a tough – 76ers team and had a chance to win that one but you know just couldn't couldn't get enough shots to fall and and then you play the number one offense in the league on the second night of a back-to-back on the road so it was a tough ending to it but they've bounced back strong and you know they've put themselves in a very favorable position going into the last two weeks of the regular season here so I'm excited about it I think they're they're playing their best basketball when rested right now which is a good sign heading into the playoffs uh we do i see somebody in the chat mention uh we need to get maxi kleba's issues fixed and i i 100 agree i don't know exactly how the mavs do that aside from jason kidd saying he just needs to keep shooting through it but the guy's a 36 percent three-point shooter so you would think at some point he'll break out of this slump and if he does then you know it it just opens up a whole a whole new uh, level the Mavs can get to because uh some of these clutch games would not be clutch games if Maxi Kleba was just hitting like two or three more of his shots per game so uh all right i'm going to start bringing people up uh guys just remember if you want to speak send a speaker request i'll get you up here uh, keep it on mute until you're actually talking. That helps with the audio quality when I post this as regular pod later. Uh, and we'll just, you know, we'll just go through it. I don't have many people requesting to speak right now. So uh, if, let's see, after I get Frank up here, if nobody else is there, we'll just close this out. It'll be a short pod today. All right. 
First guy, Frank. What's up, man? How What's up, man? How do I sound? Sounds great. Sounds great. What you got for me? Yeah, man. Just uh, thinking about Luca. He's he's looking a little heavy lately. I'm I'm thinking that break was going to come almost no matter what. I won't say no matter who we played. Obviously, he would have played against Utah if it wasn't against Houston. But looking a little sluggish. Looking a little slow again. Um, you think there's anything to that injury? I'm just making conversation at this point. I don't think so per se, but you're a little more plugged in than I am. I. Look, I, I don't really think so. Uh, I mean, it would explain why he's had, you know, some rough uh, shooting nights lately. But I think it's mostly fatigue than, than anything else. I don't I don't think it's really – I don't think there's really anything to, to really worry about with Luka. But, you know, when he had that game like Monday where the Mavs, they still ended up beating the Timberwolves despite Luka scoring just 15 points and shooting 5 of 17 from three – like that that was they kind of got away with one there and i think they knew that and so given that they're playing the worst team in the league on Wednesday they played the worst team in the league on Wednesday it's like okay the chances are we're going to end up winning this game anyway so let's just go ahead and and give Luca some rest let Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson do their thing yeah, uh, exactly that gives them that gives those two guys a little more chance to get some cohesion before the playoffs cuz they are going to see you know they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of playing time together. So, but I, I, but do you agree though? Do you agree that he looks a little heavy right now? Does he look a little? Is he looking a little? No, I don't he, know, man. He's, he's he, he played himself into shape, and then I don't know. I don't. I'm I'm a skeptic by by nature, so I uh, I'm not a rainbow, you know, see rainbows all the time, mass fan. I'm very cynical. I mean, I don't. I mean, if you're saying heavy, as in like he's out of shape, then no, I don't. Like agree cement and his shoes, heavy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's heavy as in like his, his legs are heavy. Yes. I think he is tired. Uh, and that's why they're, they're going to have to find ways to get him some extra rest, you know, before we get to the postseason. And that's one good thing about the play in tournament. If you're not in it, <laughs> because, uh, I think that's like a three or four day ordeal before the playoffs actually start. So he's going to get about a week of rest. Um, at least a week of rest before the postseason starts, and it might be more than that, depending on how these these seeding scenarios play out over the next few weeks. But I'm not worried about it, Frank. I think he, uh, I think he'll get the rest he needs, and then I think once it comes playoff time, I mean, we we know what what switch Luca can can flip as he goes from regular season to postseason play, and he has more help this year than he did the last two postseasons. So I'm not worried about it. I think this team is going to be ready to go. Uh, they, they've they actually got a good defense now. Uh, they play the style of basketball that you have to be capable of playing to win a playoff series. And I don't know – I'm not guaranteeing that they're going to win a playoff series, but I, I just know I'm more confident in that now than I have been in previous years, and I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about it. I am too, and, and I'll end on this um... – I think the team, like I agree with everything you said, the team looks like they're poised. You know, the playoff started tomorrow. We're ready. I don't think there's any more we need to see from the squad. Defense looks, I mean, that's that's been going on for months now, and you can see it in the effort. I mean, we schemed, we schemed uh, uh, Ant and uh, D'Angelo right out of the game the other day, just our scheme. Dwight Powell is, you know, the revolution there is, is nice. I said that the other night. Um, but uh, Maxie, 
and, and I know you're starting to see there's articles floating around about Maxie. It's it's becoming known, and, and everybody is privy to his struggles. My question is, do you think in these next coming games, if if we're playing well and Maxie continues to be the elephant in the room, say, you know, he goes 0 for 6, right? He's 1 for 7. He's 0 for 6 from 3, and he gets a little alley-oop or something, and we lose to Minnesota or the Jazz tonight, and any and he say five of his six threes are wide open. Do you start? I know his defense is incredibly important. Like he's maybe the deep one of the, you know him and Dorian defensive anchors. He's incredibly important. Do you see them saying, hey, we cannot? He's too far gone mentally. He is a a mental wreck. Do you see them saying, hey, no, even though he's as important as he is on defense, the offense is just too much like he's killing us and we cannot go into the playoffs with a guy who is just he you, he looks like he's scared it's it's sad to say but he you can almost see it in his eyes like deer in the headlights it's that bad it's really to me it's that bad and i yeah, again, i'm a cynic but what do you we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I'm going to have to cut you off here because there's a lot of background noise going on there. I appreciate you joining me, but uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think Maxie is, uh, and I wrote about it the other day. I just don't think they can rationalize, uh, you know, benching him. They, They just can't do it. He does too much important stuff for the team you know, aside from his scoring with his defense, with his he's he's basically their only uh rim protection on the team. Uh, you know, he, he he's improved he's shown since the KP trade, in my opinion, you know, he's had a lot of really good re- rebounding games. 
Uh, so they need his rebounding. They need his shot blocking. They need his overall defense. And I think that, you know, that, that gives you more reason to play him than, you know, than you have reason for benching him because of his shooting. Because, I mean, look, there, I won't make any bones about it. His shooting is absolutely awful. <laughs> like, it is, it is terrible. Like, there, there's no way around that. But I just, you know, if you have Dwight Powell as your only big that you're playing, or maybe even Marquise Chris, who he, he doesn't look like he's, like, he still has to work his way back into game shape, in, in my opinion. But, you know, you still have to play Maxi because he's, he's your best, uh, your best big, in my opinion. Dwight Powell has been amazing. Uh, offensively, and, you know, he gives good effort on defense and everything, but he just – he doesn't give you the shot blocking that Kleba does if if he's fully healthy and ready to go. And, look, we talked about Luka having tired legs. I mean, maybe maybe Kleba has tired legs. Maybe he needs to rest a little bit down the stretch. That's the thing, though. It's like uh, he does so many of the little important things for you. Uh, you know, maybe he just uh, – Maybe he just he needs a rest, and he's not able to get that because uh, the Mavs are in this tight playoff standings race and trying to avoid the play-in. So I don't know. I mean, I, I hope he breaks out of it. Uh, but, you know, like I said, he's a 36% career three-point shooter, and he's shooting, let's see, 14% from three over his last 12 games. Like that just – that seems impossible. <laughs> and like Jason Kidd said after one of the recent games, it's not like the shot looks bad either. I mean, it it, it looks pretty – like his form and everything looks great. It's just it's just not going down. I don't know what it is. But, you know, to his credit, he's, he's still shooting. He's still going to get wide, wide open looks, uh, especially since everybody has decided to uh, double-team Luka every time they get a chance. And we even saw it in that Houston game with Luka out – you know, they knew, okay, Spencer Dinwiddie's probably going to be the main guy handling the ball. We're going to double him, and especially after he had 19 points in the first half. And when they started doubling him in the second half, Jalen Brunson took over and scored 16 of his 28 in that period. And, uh, you know, having guys around you or having guys around Luka when that kind of stuff happens is what's going to determine – you know, how they perform in the playoffs. If guys like that are hitting their shots uh, when Luka gets doubled, that's the thing. You have to make these teams pay. Uh, you know, okay, you don't want Luka to kill you for four quarters. All right, well, everybody else is going <laughs> to it's gonna kill you. Or if, uh, if they miss shots, then these games are going to stay close. Uh, but, you know, the Mavs have, have a good enough defense to where they're always in games and – We'll just have to see how it goes. I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to see Marquise Chris get back in game shape and kind of take over that role uh, because he's shown the abil- ability to hit down some shots from the perimeter earlier this season before he got injured. Uh, but, you know, I would also like to see Maxi Kleba snap out of his his thing and uh, and contribute, you know, with, with these nine games left because uh, he's not a good postseason player. And I, I don't say that as like being disrespectful to Kleba. It's just a matter of the fact, like his percentages drop across the board uh, when you look at his postseason play compared to his regular season play. So maybe, 
maybe Kleba is just getting his cold streak out of the way early. And maybe he'll round into form and at least – like the Mavs don't even need him to be great. They just need him to be respectable. <laughs> they, they just need him to not be the worst shooter in the league, which is basically what he is right now. Uh, so if they just get anything, if he can even get that three-point percentage up to like around 30%, they'll be good to go. They just can't have him shooting 14% from three and 20% from the field. Uh, you know, that it's just, it's just awful. And, you know, it hasn't really affected their wins and losses much. Uh, they're, they're still, they've still been winning a ton of games in 2022, but, uh, at some point it's got to turn around or, you know, it could, it could cause them some issues in the playoffs. But, uh, one more topic I wanted to talk about, and then I'm going to go ahead and get out of here because I don't have any other, I don't see any other, speaker request in the queue but you know the mvp race is something that gets talked about almost daily at this point and it's a regular season award i get it you know luca has even said that the only thing he cares about is winning a championship and that's what you want to hear from your from your star player i mean that's where the mindset should be but it just it baffles me that every time we talk about mvp front runners that Nikola Jokic, and he has been amazing this year, and the Nuggets have had so many injuries, and, you know, they're still right there in that sixth spot, and they could potentially move up depending on how the rest of the the schedule turns out for them. But, you know, Nikola Jokic, he's been amazing. Joel Embiid, he has been amazing. And Luka got off to a slow start. But Luka has been so good, and he has elevated the Mavs so much in the second half of the season, or really more than the second half, you know, since since New Year's Eve. I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm pretty sure it's like more than just half of the season. But he has been so good that the Mavs have the same record as the Philadelphia 76ers. They're 45-27. and 27. Now, the Sixers have a higher seed, but they're in the East. You know, the West is, you know, everybody said the East was going to be better than the West this year. Well, it hasn't turned out that way. The West is still uh, the the West is still the better conference, and it's proven that over the course of this season. But you know, you have the Mavs; they they basically have the same record as the Philadelphia 76ers, and they have a better record than the Denver Nuggets. Luca has a, I, I believe I saw it was a seven and two record, head to head record against you know the top six or the top five above him in the, the MVP conversation with Jokic, uh, Embiid, Ja Morant, um, not Giannis Antetokounmpo yet because he I don't think he played in that first Bucks game, but he will probably play in this one uh, in April before they end the season. So, And uh, Steph Curry, you know, he, he went three and one against Steph Curry this year. So the head-to-head stuff – uh, the the crazy numbers he's put up, uh, and and how good the Mavs have been in the second part of the season. If the Mavs end up with with the fourth seed or even potentially the the third seed, since Seth, Steph Curry is going to be out uh, for the most of the rest of this regular season, and the Warriors could fall. If that happens, I just don't see how he can be left out. You know, of serious MVP consideration. 
Uh, and I mean, I get it. It's a full season award and that slow start hurt him. But if you look at the entire season as a whole, I mean, I just, I don't see how you can count him out. And it wouldn't shock me if, you know, the voters for the award kind of felt the same way, especially if they're looking at the final standings and they see the Mavs up there uh, in the top half of the West and, you know, playing their best basketball heading into the playoffs. So I don't know how that'll turn out, but I think he's, uh, at the very least, I think he's warranted consideration for a finalist spot. Even if he doesn't win MVP, I think he's, you know, 100% going to make the first team all NBA this year for the third straight year. Uh, I think uh, Steph Curry's shooting slump in the second half of this season and uh, paired with his injuries and all that stuff, I think that's going to knock him out of that. And uh, with the way the Chicago Bulls have slidden, slid, slidden, slid down the uh, Eastern Conference standings, they're five and ten in their last fifteen games. You know, Demar Derozan's probably going to slip out of that that top five. Uh, all NBA first team spot too. So uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. You know, Jason Kidd, he's, he's been good this year. He's not going to win coach of the year, but you know, I think he should get some consideration there as well. But the biggest thing is getting out of the first round. I mean, it hasn't happened in over a decade. And uh, you know, at this point, as good of a season as it's been, you know, if the Mavs don't get out of the first round, it's going to be viewed as a failure. And that might not be fair, to Jason Kidd, you know, in his first year coaching, uh, but it's fair to the rest of the team. You know, they've they have been here before. Uh, they've uh, they've lost in disappointing fashion the last couple of years. The first time against the Clippers, it was mainly due to you know KP getting ejected in Game One. Then he had the meniscus injury, and then last year they were basically they were they were up two nothing. And had a chance to go up 3 nothing. had the huge lead in the first quarter of game three. And then, you know, Luca gets, gets benched for the last half of that first quarter. And, you know, the rest is history. So, and I, I had to go and look at this, but I feel like that was the last time Luca ever, <laughs> ever got benched. Uh, during a first quarter. I feel like he has played, you know, the entire first quarter every single time since then. Uh, and they've got more help this year. Spencer Dinwiddie, I think he is going to make a huge impact for the Mavs in the postseason this year. He's got the clutch gene. He's got the, the ability to get fouls like I talked about earlier. And he's just going to take pressure off of both him and Jalen Brunson, who didn't have a great uh, first postseason last year either. So, uh, I'm excited about it. I, I think they have a chance to kind of wrap up the, the play-in talk tonight. I think that they have a good chance of beating the, the Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns is questionable, even though I do think he will play. Uh, but, you know, if they win tonight, we can, uh, we can kind of start thinking, okay, who are they going to play? Is it going to be, are they going to be in the, the three, four, five, or six spot? And we won't have to worry about the play-in stuff as much. So, uh, guys, hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, if all goes well, we're probably going to do this again on Sunday. Uh, and I'll try to, you know, schedule a handful of these, uh, per week to kind of make up for the, for the two week hiatus I just took, uh, the last couple of weeks. So I appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your day and weekend. 
Uh, and y'all be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.